When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I got something for you, white boy Malcolm X. Right off the bat, I got something for you. I do. Yes, that I do, princess. Folks, we're about... Holy crap. It's only a couple of days away now. Then we've got Ginger Fest 2023. Again. So, Ginger Fest 2023, 2.0. Because on August 31st, Netflix, they're going to drop the seventh and final season of Riverdale. Starring, of course, AJKJ Appa, that strapping stud of a ginger, that delicious hunk of a ginger, So for like, well, depending on how long it takes us to binge watch this thing, two days nonstop, but it'll probably be, if I had to guess, a week or two of ginger softcore porn. That's what I get to look forward to. Watching AJKJ Appa and whoever those other people are. Him mostly shirtless. Not that I'm complaining. On Riverdale. Just as long as Cole Sprouse. He isn't shirtless again. We've already seen that once. And can't unsee it. Sure as hell. Don't want a repeat of that horror. No thank you. But this is what I got for you princess. Again. Speaking of gingers, and it's from Fox News. Titans rookie Will Levis dishes on mayonnaise obsession. Levis signed lifetime contract with Hellman's. I bet he did. And Will Levis, white boy Malcolm X, he is obviously a ginger. And not just any ginger. But I have to say, And gingers aren't even really my thing. But Will Levis, he is a a strapping stud of a ginger. No, I don't have a picture of him. You can do that on your own time. Defile yourself to a ginger on your own time. I will say this, though. And don't get too triggered over there, princess. But I think... He's even better eye candy than AJKJ Appa. He looks like more of a man than AJKJ Appa. But, but, Will here 
strapping ginger stud Will here. He's into mayonnaise. Disgusting mayonnaise. And when I say he's into mayonnaise, folks, he's really into mayonnaise. And he's apparently so into mayonnaise, he puts it in his coffee. He puts mayonnaise in his coffee. And now I feel bad. And I think I told this story before. But I had a friend out in L.A. And he was a recovering alcoholic. And when he was really going at it, he used to put vodka in his coffee, which is just, not that I've ever tried it, but that just sounds completely foul. Vodka in coffee. But I have to say, I do have to say, if you put a gun to my head and made me choose, I pick the vodka hands down without hesitation. And apparently, this ginger is so into mayonnaise, he signed some sort of, going back to the headline here, he signed a lifetime contract with Hellman's. And God only knows what that endorsement entails. Has to eat mayonnaise with anything and everything. Gross. So he's a mayo monkey. Yes, white boy Malcolm X. Strapping ginger stud Will Levis. He's a mayo monkey. And if you don't know what a mayo monkey is, folks, well, that's what the BIPOC folk, some of them anyway, that's what they like to call whitey. Evil racist whitey. A mayo monkey. Because whitey, I guess enough of us do, not me, but whitey loves that mayonnaise. So there you go, white boy Malcolm X. A mayo-loving, mayo-monkey ginger. That could be a a second fetish for you. And that was rhetorical, princess. So let's move on. From the advocate. Those girls over at the advocate. 80% of LGBTQ plus people feel less safe due to gender-affirming care bans. Oh, for F's sake. These people are exhausting. But since they need it, they need a participation trophy for being so oppressed. Here you go. Oh, how stunning and brave. And how's this for an opening sentence? State bans on gender-affirming care for transgender youth are having a negative effect on all LGBTQ plus people, youth and adults alike. Really? Really now? So because quack doctors can't take advantage of vulnerable youth can't give them 
gender affirming care, butcher these children at will, this is having an effect on all of us. All of us in the tribe are lovable. Star Wars bar of a tribe. And this data, this comes to us from Community Marketing Insights, 17th Annual LGBTQ Plus Community Survey, which, get this folks, it was co-sponsored by the Human Rights Campaign Foundation and others who are conveniently not named. So in other words, sponsored by our new gender identity overlords, because that's who runs what was once called gay rights organizations, or as I like to call them, professional gay organizations. But once upon a time, the human rights campaign, GLAD, all these other grifter organizations. They used to be about gay rights or gay and lesbian rights. Now, though, they've all bent the knee to our new gender identity overlords. So the human rights campaign, pretty much all of them, I think, they're now about transgenders and needy heterosexual kids with personality disorders with their pretend genders and pronouns, cosplaying queer, also they can seem edgy and cool. Sexual orientation, that's now been dispatched to the back of the bus. So when they come out with a survey that reports, quote-unquote, Nearly 8 in 10 LGBTQ plus adults report feeling less safe as a result of gender-affirming care bans. And nearly half report that these bans impact the physical and or mental health of themselves or their loved ones. It may just be me, but I think, maybe, that this is just a bit, kind of, sort of, self-serving. Oh, we're such victims. Look at our report and how oppressed we are. Okay, princess, if you say so. And this whole, oh, I don't feel safe. That's a, a millennial Gen Z kid kind of thing. In my day, way back in like the 80s and 90s, no one, not one damn person, was walking around yapping on yap, 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 about not feeling safe, needing a safe space, which goes hand in hand with garbage like Oh, your words are literal violence. And this all has to do with how we coddle kids these days. Make it so they they simply cannot function in a world where they may have to face something 
that they don't like. They want to act out however they want, and they want everyone to accept their version of crazy without question. And if you dare do so, um, maybe children should wait on getting gender-affirming care. What do you get? Oh, I don't feel safe. And this trans thing, this statistically impossible trans mass hysteria out there, this social contagion on people coming out as trans, you know, you want to have compassion and sympathy for people. And I think a lot of people going through this, and I think in way too many cases, being overly encouraged to do so, so they can trans away that gay. Because as we know, folks, there are piles and piles and piles of Benjamins to be made, butchering children and adults, all in the name of gender-affirming care. So this whole, oh, I don't feel safe, This is just nonsensical theater because we're we're always the victims. Yes, of course we are. That's the narrative anyway, especially when it comes to the fundraising at these professional gay organizations, or I guess now professional transgender organizations which is what a lot of this is about. Screaming oppression. Screaming about, oh, I don't feel safe. And then following that up, won't you make a pledge to the human rights campaign? Uh, no. You got money out of me once, girls. And I believe I already told that story. But you clowns got money out of me once. So no more. And besides, the last thing that I am is a victim. From Wired, let Venice sink. The impulse to save everything no longer makes sense. It's time to leave the city as a monument to the dangers of global warming and rethink our relationship to heritage. And this was written by Catherine Bennett. And yes, folks, another hysterical white millennial chick with her first world white people problems. But her in this article, this is what you get. Well, at this point, from decades of eco-disaster porn, decades of brainwashing children, terrifying the living hell out of children. Also, Al Gore could become a multimillionaire. Also, the ruling class, they can try to micromanage your lives as much as possible. Oh, you're not allowed to buy a gas stove anymore. Also, eco-grifters, like 
Greta Thunberg. She can ride around on her luxury yacht lecturing adults about being green. I don't even know where to begin with this stupid article. Well, first off, this whole leave the city as a monument to the dangers of global warming. They can't make up their mind. They're like the BIPOC folk. One minute, oh, it's African-American. The next, oh, it's black. They can't make up their mind. And these clowns, one minute, it's climate change. The next, it's global warming. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Whatever fits the agenda. But this idea, abandoning Venice, leaving Venice, Italy to flood so that they can have some sort of creepy monument to the little eco-cult. No thank you. They can get off some other way. Plenty of other things to jerk off to. We don't need to destroy a city for them to do that. And if we're going to destroy a city, let it be New Orleans. Drunk Cajun Disneyland. Let that go back to Swampland. Just kidding, Summit Mistress. Just kidding. Don't want to screw up your bachelorette party. This belief, though, this idiotic belief that we're going to be able to what? Freeze the temperatures here on Earth? Keep them exactly as they are now? That's how dumb these people are. They think that they can basically keep the temperature of the earth relatively constant. We're on a ball of land, water, and air, gases, spiraling through space as we spin around a giant ball of fire. But they're out there. Oh, we have to keep the earth from going up two degrees Celsius. Or we're all dead. I can't even keep my house a certain temperature. And they think they can do it. They can keep the whole planet, the whole damn planet, in some sort of suspended animation. And she is so self-unaware. And it's right there in the headline. The impulse to save everything no longer makes sense. But here we are, and what are they trying to do? What are these hysterical eco-nuts trying to do? Purportedly trying to save the planet by keeping it exactly as it is now. So she's projecting, criticizing people for not wanting to destroy Venice and keeping it as is, while she and her kind, they're trying to keep the entire planet just as it is today. This planet, in how many billions of years, 
We've had ice ages. We've had warm spells. We have run the gamut on temperature ranges on this planet. The Arctic, folks, that used to be tropical up there. It's now one big block of ice, but about 50 million years ago, give or take, it was like Miami Beach in the summer. And if you don't believe me on that, how's this headline for you? And it's from, of all places, CBS News. Study. North Pole was once tropical. I can't even believe they were allowed to print that. Someone had to have lost their job. Allowing that to get out. That is definitely against narrative. So there you go, folks. The eco-disaster porn crowd. Screw Venice. Let it sink into the ocean. Let it all burn down. Let it all go to hell. Just so they have a talking point. When they're trying to control you. Which is what all of this is about. Controlling you. So don't give them an inch. Or they will. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the Atlantic, the root cause of the homelessness crisis. Researchers at UC San Francisco have released the largest representative survey of homeless people in more than 25 years. And how's this pull quote for you? The opening paragraph of this article in Lorene Powell Jobs' pet online magazine, The Atlantic. 30% of the American homeless population and 50% of its unsheltered population live in California, more than 170,000 people total. Homelessness is primarily a function of the broader housing unaffordability crisis, which in turn is primarily a function of how difficult local governments have made building new housing in the places that need it the most. And that, folks, is what you would call spinning the narrative. Facts be damned, that is 
spinning the narrative. Homelessness is primarily because people cannot afford houses. That is spinning a narrative, knowingly spinning a narrative, willfully ignoring the fact that a substantial number of the homeless are either mentally ill, addicted to drugs, or both. So that is a lie. And all you have to do is go into any big city in this country, any decent-sized city in this country, and go look at the homeless. Are they just down on their luck, poor people? But for cheaper housing, they wouldn't be there? Or are they mentally ill and possibly drug addicts? I would say 90-something percent of the time, the vast majority of the time, mentally ill or drug addicts. I mean, here, just the other day, I saw this in the Wall Street Journal. How's this headline for you? Why San Francisco is a homeless mecca. The city spends $646 million on shelter but vagrancy grows. And in this Wall Street Journal article, they cite, California alone has spent, since 2020, they have spent more than $20 billion on housing for the homeless. And in San Francisco, which is what a lot of this story is about, the city of San Francisco released data that showed that 55% of homeless individuals rejected shelter when offered it. Let me say that again. 55% of homeless individuals in San Francisco rejected shelter when offered it. And since 2016 in San Francisco, Their homeless budget has gone from $224 million to $672 million, and that has only gotten them an increase of 736 people in shelters, which equals, get this folks, $609,000 in higher annual spending for each additional person in shelter. So they could have basically for that $609,000 they could have bought them a condo somewhere out in the East Bay for what they're paying to shelter them in San Francisco. And Mayor London Breed she said on Twitter the other day we can't force people to accept or stay in shelters, and we're unable to prevent people from setting up an encampment in an area that was just cleaned. This is the situation we are in. So this narrative, that homelessness, and these are her words, folks, not mine, that homelessness is primarily a function 
of a housing unaffordability crisis. That is simply not true. Now, she could be a complete blithering idiot, a useful idiot out there spreading this nonsense about the homeless, them being, them basically being like George and Mary Smith, a down-on-their-luck couple out there, homeless, because they just can't afford to buy a house. He's like, I don't know, an assistant bank manager. She's a school teacher. And they're out there homeless. All because of a housing unaffordability crisis. Does anyone believe that? Really believe that? No. George and Mary, if they're out there on the streets, either or both of them, They're giving out blowjobs for meth. Or Mary is turning tricks while George, he's arguing with all the voices in his head. It's some version of that. So nice try, you sanctimonious clowns over at the Atlantic. But again, except for your brain-dead readers, You ain't fooling anyone. And for our last story, folks, it's from the smoking gun. Cops. Woman put bug spray in Bo's drinks. Man hospitalized after alleged felony poisoning with raid. Okay. Now I know they're trying to gaslight me. Felony poisoning in Florida. Felony anything in Florida, that is an oxymoron. But let's find out more. After an evening out drinking, well, yes, of course they're out drinking in Florida. A Florida woman allegedly served up a nightcap spiked with raid bug killer to her boyfriend, the father of one of her children, police allege. So multiple baby daddies out there. According to an arrest affidavit, Veronica Klein, 29, contacted the victim early this morning to say she was coming home from drinking at the bar. Yes, we know. It's Florida. And wanted him to serve her an alcoholic beverage so they could drink together. Klein and the 24-year-old victim so she got herself a younger man, our parents to a one-year-old girl. Bless her heart. Klein has at least one older child with a different man. I bet she does. After Klein arrived at the residence in D. Leon Springs, the victim told cops he consumed about two drinks when he began feeling sick. After falling ill, the man recalled that Klein admitted adding Raid Roach Spray to his last two beverages. The victim told police that he threw up for 30 minutes before he was able to dial 911 for assistance. The man became extremely ill and could not speak without vomiting. 
when questioned by deputies with the Volusia County Sheriff's Office. Bless their hearts. He was transported by EMS to a local hospital for treatment of the raid poisoning. The victim gave police an audio recording of Klein reportedly admitting to spiking his drinks with raid. So let me get this straight. Just want to make sure I understand what's going on here. I know this is Florida we're dealing with. I just want to see if I can, well, I can't really say, make sense of anything. Again, this is Florida. I just want to see if I can map out what happened here. So this drunk chick, out being white girl drunk down there in Florida, she calls up one of her baby daddies, tells him to make her a cocktail. Then she drunk drives over there. They start drinking at his place. No idea where the baby is. So she's kind of like, talk about random thoughts here, folks. She's kind of like whatever dopey Kardashian is banging Timothy Chalamet and his 10-year-old boy body because she's another one. Got a baby at home and she's out there carrying on like there's no tomorrow. But anyway, these two are drinking. He starts feeling sick. He then decides to record what's going on. Random. She then confesses as he's recording this to putting Raid in his cocktails. He then starts puking his guts out, dials 911, calls up Popo, and then she gets busted for trying to kill him. That's Floridian logic. Trying to kill a guy with bug spray, confessing to it, and then letting him call 911. Not that I've ever tried this, folks. But I would think, if you're going to try to kill someone, you're going to try to poison someone to death, why would you let them call 911? And before you say anything, yes, I know. It's Florida. I would expect nothing less. The police probe determined Veronica did in fact intentionally introduce a chemical compound into the victim's drink with the intent to kill and or injure him. No blanking kidding. Charged with poisoning, Klein is being held in the county jail on the felony count. Again, damn peculiar in Florida. Klein has several prior criminal convictions, two of which involved the improper exhibition of a weapon. In both instances, the weapon was a knife. And I'm not touching that one. I don't even want to know how you improperly exhibit a knife. Although if I had to guess, it's probably like Monica Lewinsky and the cigar. 
And we'll leave it at that. So on that note, since I cannot top this dopey Florida chick botching an attempted murder with bug spray, even if it was her own Floridian logic that brought her down, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekend edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we'll see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.